mindfulness mode. That is one of the biggest realizations that I've ever had. Hey, Mindful Tribe, welcome back to another episode of Mindfulness Mode. And I'm really excited today to tell you that we're going to be talking about women, women's relationships, how we can help to make those relationships better. And I'm here with an expert in this space who is going to really elaborate on the details of this. I'm here with Ann Reynolds. Ann, are you in Mindfulness Mode today? Yes, I am. I'm okay. so happy to be here, Bruce. Thank you for inviting me. It's yeah. a pleasure. I'm happy to have you here as well. And I know I met you quite a while ago and uh, we were going to do this sooner and then it didn't happen, but it's happening now. So that's the important thing. Yes. So, hooray for 2024. It's exactly. a special year. It is a special year. And what does, what does mindfulness mean to you, Anne? Well, um, there are many different there are many different de definitions of mindfulness, and um, I would say, like just in general, it's a. I mean, psychology today would say mindfulness is attention, like um, present attention to yourself and in the moment, so that you're able to observe yourself, your thoughts, your feelings your reactions, and that of the other person as well, without judgment. Right. The problem comes in when there is judgment. And there are very, there are so many different levels of judgment, um, like um, conclusions, assumptions. These are, these are all different, like flavors of the same thing. And they cause like a lot of conflict in relationships. Yes, I was just going to say that. If it yes. weren't for judgments, I think we'd sail along pretty smoothly in our relationships, wouldn't we? I would. Uh, yes, yes. Um, and But at the same time, it's like there are two faces of judgment, interestingly enough. So, for example, when you say pretty, that's kind of like a positive, but it's a judgment because it's like my, pers my, it's like my perspective of things. Because it's like, Something that like a flower may be pretty to someone and to someone else, it could be ugly. So that's the other side, right? So pretty and ugly, but they're they're both the judgments. One's positive, one's negative, but they're both judgments, right? So I would say that um, the mindfulness comes in when it's like the judgment doesn't hurt the other person or it's, it, I mean, it's, it's just like it's a more neutral way to like say things so that, you know, it's like you're able to um to uh share uh, like express express and share like you know what's 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 on your mind and what's in your heart and then do it in a way that you know it when it comes across to the other person then you know it feels like neutral and you know it doesn't make them feel like um defensive or what have you you know because that's mm -hmm. like where um the trouble happens is when that happens and sometimes you know it's a slip of the tongue but slips of the tongues happen, and usually that's part of the judgment, right? Right. Yeah. Well, and I know you're well equipped to be a relationship coach because, well, you've had some trauma, you've had some challenges with relationships, and as a young girl, you had tremendous challenges. Are you able to share some of that with us today? Oh my gosh, yes, yes. So, um, hmm, maybe I should do it in a chronological order, or should I go from... Let's see. 
I'll I'll do it from right now and then kind okay. of go into into the past because um sure. interestingly enough it's like my past bleeds into my present right, right. so <laughs> but let's start from the present because that's what mindfulness is all about right being yes, present it is. in the present moment so let's start there so I've been married for the last uh it we're we're uh it's our 25th anniversary this year so wow congratulations oh thank you so much and that's it's the same with my wife and I our 25th anniversary as oh, well oh really oh congratulations thank you. oh we should celebrate together I know we were married in 1999 <laughs> that's fantastic that's correct yes it was 1999 <laughs> okay I was I was married in May how about you I was married in uh November I had to think oh, about okay. that. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's that's, yeah. that's super exciting. Super yeah. exciting. Well, congratulations. I'm Thank super you. Happy. You too. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. So, okay. So, yeah. So, I've been married for for 25 years. Lots of ups and downs, you know. I've got two two children, you know. I have a they're both in their in their early 20s. I have a girl and a boy. Yeah. And um And I've met your son. Uh, I haven't met your daughter. Yeah, that's right. My daughter lives in Hawaii. Oh, so, really? Yeah, it was her birthday on um, on New Year's Day. So, yeah. That's fantastic. So, uh, yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, most of the, uh, the, 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 um, the conflict, like, you know, I mean, well, there was a lot of unawareness that was going on in me that I did not recognize in myself, mm -hmm. I would say. And that it came from my, um, it came from my trauma from my childhood, which I didn't know. I mean, I can't even remember it. And see, this is the thing about trauma is that, you know, it'll, it, I mean, the way the body mind works together is to keep, you know, to keep you safe for survival. That's what it does. So anything that you couldn't handle at that time, it's going to repress it into unconsciousness. And then it's all lost and forgotten. And okay, systems running perfectly, you know, just like a computer, you know, everything's running well. And then, you know, you just have it. It's, it's there, but it's, uh, you won't, you won't remember. And so, I mean, I lived like most of my life like this. So what happened was um, my mother left. She left permanently when I was eight years old. I grew up in a house that, you know, there was like lots of um, verbal abuse, physical abuse, domestic violence, you name it. You know, I, <laughs> we, we had it. And I mean, so to me, growing up in this kind of environment, I thought that it was normal. You know, right. I mean, I, I didn't know what any other What country was that where you grew up? Um, I, I, interestingly enough, I was I was born here in the U.S., but I was raised in the Philippines. So okay. there was a long story behind that, you know. I mean, so we ended up moving to the Philippines when I was five. And, you know, I mean, I, I remember they were just screaming at the top of their lungs, you know. And so, I mean, so when I was in my marriage, I always like I talked like I was screaming and I did not know that I was screaming. Right. And my husband would tell me, it's like, why are you screaming? Can you stop yelling? And I'm like, I'm not yelling. I'm explaining myself. But I, I was actually, I was, I was screaming. And I would say that the biggest, um, the biggest awareness moment in me is when I was able to admit that was the turning point is when I admitted that I actually was screaming and it wasn't easy. Um, there is a, I think it's true for all human beings that, you know, there's, I mean, depending on like what kind of things that we're going through, then, you know, we just want to, you know, be like good, feel good about ourselves. And there is like a tendency for uh, people with trauma to want to be right. Right. So then when my husband was telling me, you know, that I was yelling, then I was like, you're just, you're just a bully. 
you just, you're just, you just want to point your finger at me. Why don't you look at yourself? You know, and then he was telling me, um, why don't you cure yourself? Because he's from South America. So, you know, Spanish, he says it in Spanish. ¿Por qué no te curas? And then so that in English, you know, it's like, why don't you cure yourself? Which is kind of like, a, you know, a different way to say things, right? You wouldn't yeah. really say it. It's like, why don't you go to therapy, right? That's Right, reason. sure. Yeah, but that's how he said it. And, you know, I never admitted it. You know, I was like, I have, there's nothing wrong with me. And then, you know, but I was the one causing the problems all the time. And so it's like, you know, it's like once that shift happened and I actually opened my eyes and then I was aware that, yeah, I was the one that was the cause. That's how things turned around for turned around for me and then I realized like you know how the mind works and all of that and it actually happened during a meditation session so there's mm -hmm. lots of different methods right you know in order to I mean to <laughs> to just be in the mindfulness mode and one of these is meditation and right. so I tried to I tried to jump jump a hoop you know I tried to jump over and so I tried to go into uh, like meditation and I brought my whole family and, you know, and we'd be in that meditative state during, you know, the meditation after it was over. Um, there was one time that I was in the car and then I started screaming at my husband. And then he was like, you just came from the meditation and then you're screaming at me. And that's what opened my eyes. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, why am I doing that? And then that's how you know, then that's how I became more acquainted in the trauma, because then the trauma is like something that that's the thing about about trauma. It's like you can't really control it. Mm -hmm. You can try. I mean, there when I first started as a coach, you know, there, there were other methods out there. You know, Eckhart Tolle says power of now, which is very true. It's like when you put yourself in the present moment, then definitely you're OK, right? But then after that, you'll go back, you'll lapse back again because it's there, you know, and then it's going to come up and then there you are again. It's like, OK, so how did I get why am I back here again? And it's just going to keep happening. But then that's when I um, I I met another community of people and their energy healers. And that's how I was able to move forward in um, in as a coach. I had so much fear and I had so much stuff going on, like self-worth stuff going on. It's interesting because when you. The way you see yourself and the way you think about yourself is different from what's really going on inside you. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, from my perspective, I thought that I had lots of self-esteem. It's like, oh, you know, you know, I was OK. I, I had uh, I was a manager, you know, back in the day. And, you know, I was like uh, I was helping with my husband's business and um, I was his uh, booking agent. And, you know, I met with the mayor. I met with all these different people, right? Like high profile and then, mm -hmm. you know, like media and everything. And I was totally fine. But I had no idea that like really deep down inside that was just like a that was that was like deep down inside. I had no self-worth. It was all it was all buried, you know, it was mm -hmm. repressed into unconsciousness. So it was like an unconscious thing. Just as long as I was with others, then I was my best self. And then I when I started, when I tried to do, you know, this business and coaching business on my own, then it all came up. It's like, oh, it's like people are going to leave me. Oh, I'm going to get abandoned. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to get rejected and all these. And that's, that's all like the mind stories, right? The stories that were like, you know, and it's all from the abandonment from my mother. And it was like, oh, shoot, this this is hard. And, you know, I tried to like do the, you know, the the uh, the present moment thing. And it's like, oh, it's not working. <laughs> and I was like, we, gee, this is so hard. It's like, oh, my God, is it time to quit? You know, so wow. but 
I mean, I found the community of healers and I was like, okay, you know what? This is like my last, uh, my last attempt. Do it one more time. If it works, okay, great. And if it doesn't, then, then, okay, then I'll just like work for somebody else. <laughs> so that was well, my result. So I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated in how you got to this point where you realized that you could coach other people. You could help people in their relationships. How did you get to that point? You know, it it's it was just a natural thing. So, I mean, I wish I could give you like a super uh super sexy story, you know, like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, like oh my god, I you know, I decided to, you know how okay. So, what happened was, so my daughter was already living in Hawaii, right? Mm -hmm. And then, so, you know, she goes, mom, why don't you move to Hawaii? And I was like, okay, I'll go like find a, I'll find an online job so that I'm not like, you know, like scrambling for a job when I get there. Mm -hmm. Cause you know how, you know, everybody says Hawaii is really expensive and yes. yes, it really is. But I wouldn't say it's more expensive than California, but maybe like utilities are a little different, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. so then, okay. And then it's it's just like divine providence, you know, it's like things just all fell into place. So uh, uh, what happened was I was uh, I had a job and then the job, uh, even if, if I was like the best like employee at that job, they had to let me go for one reason or another. And it was like during COVID. Mm -hmm. And then I found this online thing because I was looking for help to get along with my daughter because I, you know, we, we were like, you know, Wedding heads and oh. and you know I mean it's so interesting it's it's because I mean we were very alike <laughs> right and that okay. was like hard I mean I would never have admitted that in the past you know like looking at my daughter I was like oh my god she's so difficult you know that was me in the past but then now it's like with the eyes with the eyes that I have now I'm looking it's like well our 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 um our relationship was so difficult because we were so similar you know we we had the same we were doing the same thing. When you do the same thing with the same energy, then you're going to butt heads, right? Yeah, for sure. wants to be right, yeah. right? Yeah. And, what, and yeah. what's the energy like with your son? Is it completely different? It's completely different, yes. Yes. Because um, he's he's a little bit more laid back. Um, he's more receptive. So it's yeah. it's easier to deal with him. And well, he's, he's very similar to my husband. Okay. But interestingly enough, it's like, you know, when you grow up in a family, it's like, you know, your, your kids are, your kids watched you <laughs> so, yeah. so they're gonna take some stuff on and i my daughter has some of my no both my kids have some of my qualities but then there's something stronger in there because they also have their own personalities sure and then so when i became a coach well it was covid right and then so i had you know oh, oh well then you know i i found that that program it was it was a coaching program and it's mm -hmm. like you know it, well and then I, it was so easy for me. That was the thing. And then so the uh, the coach told me that it was like, it's like you were born to do this. That's what she said. And I was like, maybe I maybe I was because it's very it, it was it's really effortless for me. Mm -hmm. So and then and then so and then I started coaching people. I mean, coaching women already. And then mm -hmm. um, I was helping them. And then it was something I really enjoyed. It was mm -hmm. something like like I knew how to do. Like I was riding a bike, even if I didn't ride it before, you know? Oh, That's yeah. How it it just, That's how it you felt. intuitively yeah. knew how to do it. Yes, yes. And then yeah. so, I mean, and then with, and then uh, it really helped for me, like when I already had that aspect down um, with, uh, you know, like dealing with the trauma, you know, with, with the energy healing, then um, then the the meditation 
was more meaningful. So then I connected more to the meditation because I was trying to jump over all the trauma and then just like, you know, like go straight to the meditation. But it was the trauma that was holding me back. Like I, I couldn't really like connect with the meditation that, you know, you, you go into the divine and all of that because I had all the stuff in the way. So, mm. So yeah, so, yes, so it, it really helped that, you know, that uh, um, one yeah, side. I re remember how calm your son seemed to be because I met you at the event and That's there fun. you were and you were there with your son. And I thought, wow, how cool is that? That your son, yes. you know, as a teenager, I think he was, you know, he was just very relaxed and chill and just kind of taking it all in. And, and that's what your husband's like. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. Yes. They're very similar. They were born. They're both uh, Taurus. So they mm -hmm. were born in May. So yeah. May is a really a big month for us. It's oh, anniversary and both birthdays. So yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So yeah, they're very similar. And yes, they're very laid back, you know, so but yeah. I'm not. <laughs> You're not. Well, tell me. <laughs> I can. I can when it's necessary. Ha. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell me about some of your clients. Is there a client you can tell me about their transformation? What it's been like working with them? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, there's, okay, let's see. One of my clients, so most of my clients are women. Well, I'm really a women relationship coach, but interestingly enough, I have a male client. Okay. And uh, he was a referral from one of my female clients. So, you know, and uh, he's so that super, super great. Because um, then, you know, it's like for 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 a while i mean with my with my work with the client that i have right now that referred me to him mm -hmm. so i see one side because of course it's from her it's from her story although i could see like a lot of you know uh she has like a pattern of what what she'll say it's really coming from her own mind story you know so then i i'll ask her like it's like oh he just doesn't care he doesn't call me and i was like how do you know that he doesn't care and then she'll say, oh, because he didn't call me. And I was like, well, uh, do you know that he called you because he doesn't care? Or is he busy doing other things? And that's why he didn't call. Why didn't you find out? You know, so that kind of thing. And also, um, so it's like with I have a client that, um, OK, well, I'm kind of shifting, but okay, I'm just going to start with the other client because then I just wanted to tell that in passing because um, I wanted to mm -hmm. mention about the, 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 the male client, which is super right. exciting. But then, okay, so one client that I have, um, she, she came to me because um, they were, uh, sh she was not with her guy, so something happened and then so they were apart. But now he was coming back to her and then she didn't know what to do. She was super hurt because they didn't really talk about anything, you know, it was just like, he left and uh, went to uh, a foreign country, you know, to go on vacation and he didn't go with her. And, you know, she wanted to go with him. But then he said he was kind of like, well, I can't ask you to take off from work. So I could already see like what that pattern is, you know. So um, there's different there's different patterns in people, you know, so people could be like avoidant or they could be like people pleasers or they could be um, like, you know, like just like a com combative, you know, those yeah, kind of things. And sure. so it's like when you see when I see the behavior, then I already know what's going on. But um, most of my clients that are attracted to work with me are have similar qualities to what I have. So um, in terms of uh, 
of of me then um then because then the patterns that i'll see in them they're exactly my pattern so it's easy for me to address because it's like however i addressed it it's like everything that i teach in relationship it's like i've tried and tested it like first handedly you know it was trial and error okay this worked this didn't okay this worked you know okay husband was receptive to that kids were receptive to that sisters were receptive to that so that's how i know it works you know so it's not mm -hmm. like some type of theory that i learned but i mean i went i, I did get a degree so i've got yeah. a masters and all that but it's like it's it's all comes to life because of the experience that I've had. And so right. okay, so this woman she uh when she came to me um she she has she was like so she was, she was, she was so hurt basically, you know, cuz then um he was he left, so then she was super hurt with that, never processed it. So, you know, we we processed the emotions then so that she could like show up. And I think that one of the most important things like for, for women, and it's like, it's something that I teach differently from what I learned as like, you know, when I did that, you know, that coaching program yeah. is um, being able to authentically express yourself. It's so important. Um, the old teachings is that, oh, it's uh, it's bygones and, you know, it's not important anymore. No need to say anything. Just, you know, try to like, you know, just uh, turn the chapter and then, you know, go forward from there. That's why she couldn't move forward because there were things that were in left unsaid, you know, and things that are left unsaid, they'll fester in their heart and they'll stay there, you know, and that's why there are people like, you know, years from now, they're still talking about the ex from, <laughs> I don't know, 40 years ago, you know, yeah, yeah. you got it. It's so important. I mean, if it's the only thing that you could do, I would say is to honor yourself and just like speak your truth, you know, and I mean, have the other well if the other person is there then you know then be able to like just say like what's inside your heart i mean sure. when you take i mean when when it comes from the heart there's no right or wrong i mean there may be like women that could be worried it's like oh, i don't know if i'm gonna say it right you know i don't know if there's a right way or a wrong way to say it you know what if it comes across incorrectly or what if it's not understood and I was like, you know what, just let go of all of that, because that's kind of like mine, you know, trying to be right. And then just tune into your heart and like what comes up for you. And then once she trusted that, then it all came out and it was fine. And and then and then she just needed a little bit of tweaking, you know, in order to say something, because then sometimes it's like she well, I saw, you know, I, I saw her pattern and um, like uh, there was like a she didn't trust that she would be relaxed and you know that she would because she wants to come across as feminine and then so she has this idea that she needs to be really like soft and easygoing and you know like with really like welcoming energy and i was like well you know just because uh, if if there's something that's inside you that's like festering and you know it's like really bothering you just because you're expressing it doesn't mean you're not feminine anymore you know that's right and, yeah and then she was like and then so that was something new because then it's like that's the thing there's all this feminine information out there there's lots of different coaches who are teaching it and you know depending on who who, who you go to then it's kind of like you're trying to be this this person or like this goddess but it's like why don't you just be yourself, you know, like tune in more to yourself and then just be yourself and you can right. never go wrong with that. 
So right, I'm, yeah, that's... good advice. Good advice. I want to ask you, when someone reaches out to you, and to uh, get some help with relationships, what's the first step? What does that first session look like? And how many sessions does it usually take? Um, okay. The first session is that I will meet them so that I could find out, I'll ask them questions because then, you know, it, I want to get an idea of what's, what's going on. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I ask specific questions. So I do it myself. So the, I have a small business right now. So those sessions are conducted by me. I'll ask questions in that first session. It's probably going to be like, like an hour, maybe mm-hmm. 90 minutes, depending on, on what comes up for people. Sure. But it's, it's just questions that I'll ask and see, you know, what what's their vision and you know if uh, like where do they see themselves six six months to a year, I, like what's holding them back, you know, those kind of questions. And then and then after that, then I have a picture, like of of what of what's going on. And then I'll ask them, well, where is it? Where do they want to be? So mm-hmm. I mean, because they're gonna tell me, right? I'm not I'm not gonna tell them it's like, well, what is it that you want? You know? Right, and it's sure. this is so funny because it's like back in the day, it's like, you know, for me, nobody ever asked me that. You oh. know? Like, what is it that you want? So I never had that opportunity. It was either my father always told me what to do, or my husband always told me what to do. And I would just say yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and then it's like, and then and then I'll, you know, when I when I started, you know, like doing the training to be a coach, and then it's like Oh, I no one ever asked me that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right? And then so, yeah, so okay, so that's the first part. So then, you know, we have that first session. Mm-hmm. And then so if uh if a client decides to to work with me, then I mean, depending on what the goal is, then um I mean, and also depending on what they feel comfortable with because those things need to come into play, right? I mean, it's like I can give like a you know, a guesstimate of like, you know, the time I would, I would uh, feel is appropriate, you know, to heal, to heal and help the relationship or where they're at, if they're even in a relationship, but because, you know, I'm a relationship coach. So mostly the women that I work with, they're in relationships, but I do also have women who are not in relationships, but they're either dating or want to be dating, or they want to be in a relationship. So I've, I've seen it, I've seen it both ways. So I would say it really, it really depends on um, how how much of the, uh, the the trauma that have that they have that is in the way, and also their awareness. So if they're not so aware, you know, then then um, then it may take. It, well, it all depends on their comfort level, right? Sure. So I'm gonna ask like, so are you willing to like do it? And then it's like you know. It's one thing for them to say yes. And then once they're in the session, then, you know, it's another thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, what is this? You know, yeah. it's kind of so I would say I would play it by ear. But normally I would say at least six months. Okay. But six months is even it's it's short. Six months is, is a short time. But it's like most of the goals that, you know, they they set out just as long as their goals that like are the low hanging fruit goals, then, yeah, they will be able to get them. But there's also... There's also like the uh, the longer vision goals, you know, the ones that are like, I don't know, like maybe like five years down the line or like a year like down the line or so, uh, those along those lines. So then we'll work as much as possible and then, you know, see see if they're satisfied with where they're at, like at least in six months. And uh, if if they are really committed, 
then yeah, then uh, sometimes then I can sign them up a year at a time. So it really depends on them. So right. I mean, of course, uh, I always strive for for excellence and I always strive for quality and, you know, satisfaction in the client. So then, you know, they they are the ones who really steer it on, on how it, sure. it will go for them. But sure. it's really wonderful to have uh, someone that uh, who could support them, because like in my own relationship, I didn't have anyone that I could right. so can you help me out. How am I supposed to say this? Or what do I do? Right. You know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But now it's like what I'm teaching women is that they can trust, like, you know, because there is a time that they will say, I don't know what to do. And that's OK, because then I, I remember this, this, this client, the one that I'm talking about, the one that the, the guy left and, you know, mm -hmm. went to a foreign country. Then it's like she was like, you know, in a different place. And she says, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And then I was like, that's OK. And then she was like, really? You know, because then sometimes when, you know, it's always like there has to be an answer or yes. there has to be like something that we we need to know what to do next. But I mean, that's all part of, you know, it's all part of accepting that it's like even when you don't know like which way to go, that's OK. It'll come to you. So it's part of like, you know, being able to trust, trust in yourself and trust in the universe, trust in divine that everything is happening just the way it's supposed to. Yeah, and that's for sure. okay if you don't know. She'll know later on, just have that trust. Because then if she doesn't know, then there's that tendency, the mind will go into yeah. like overdrive. Oh my God, I don't know. And then later on, you're having a panic attack already. I mean, I know, <laughs> yeah. I know what it's like those days, you know? Yeah, that makes sense, Anne. That really does. Right? I know that your website is annreynolds.love and it's A-N-N-E-R-E-Y-N-O-L-D-S, annreynolds.love. How would one of my Mindful Tribe listeners reach out to you? How do we connect with you if we want to communicate with you or maybe get some help with relationships? Oh, the best, the best way. I'm very active on Facebook. I'm okay. also, I, I also have an Instagram and uh, well, I'm, wor I'm working on it right now. Um, I'm, I'm more active on Facebook than on in mm -hmm. Instagram. So you could find me. So Ann Reynolds, that's, that's my name. But yeah. um, if you put the facebook.com, then it's like, and you slash it and then you type in my name. So my, my birth name is Annaline. So it's oh. A N N A. L E I N E. So, okay. so then, and then, and then you'll see, you'll see my face pop up and then, um, and then you can Facebook messenger me. And, uh, and then I usually respond uh, very quickly. And uh, I also have a Facebook group for women. It's oh, called, you do? yes, it's called feminine women who inspire devoted men. And oh. it's a free group. So what, there's lots of activities going on in there. I have a free meetup every month and uh, we all take turns facilitating it. So um, it's, it had its first year anniversary back in September. Wow, uh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited about that because, uh, you know, the, the way that happened was that there was a woman and then uh, she needed help and she was a single mom. And then my advice for her, because she was a little bit isolated with her children, I said, I said, my advice for you, one of the advice is like, join a meetup group with women. So I was mm -hmm. looking for meetup groups for her. And I was like, why don't I just create one? There's like a group of women here. <laughs> so I yes. did. And so that's how that happened. And ever since then. So yeah, we had, uh, it was like, so September was the, the year. We've mm -hmm. been a, a, a active a year and each month a different woman um, is uh, facilitating it. So it's super fun. It's a place where you could, 
meet other like-minded women, you know, just be yourself, come as you are. And, you know, if you want to vent, then, you know, there's someone who is there to listen and we just hold a loving space for each other. So that's free. And that, I mean, the, the announcements are in the, in the, in the Facebook group. And then I also go live there, you know, with uh, live classes. If you need advice, then I give advice in there. So there are women who's like, oh, I need help with this and that. And then I, I respond. And there are other uh, other women there who respond as well. And, uh, you know, there's lots of other activities going on too. Like we uh, we do like this uh, fasting detox uh, twice a month in line with um, this uh, like ancient Vedic uh, practice called ikarasi. So it's super fun. And so, you know, it, it, all, it all helps uh, for you to... I mean, for women to just be their best selves, you know, like yeah. their best feminine selves. And it's like we all have that in us because it's like I hear lots of uh, information out there. It's like, oh, a masculine woman and then the feminine woman. OK, you got a woman body. Your core is feminine. So it's like, you know, you, you've got the woman makeup. You have the you have the capacity to bear children. So you have that quality in you. So. I mean, it's all just a matter of, you know, just connecting to it and remembering it. And why not? I mean, yeah. it's we all have it in us. So just be your true self. Yeah, that all makes sense. And I know you are an awesome coach for women. I know that you've had a lot of successes. That's fantastic. I want to ask you, Anne, a question about bullying, because I've worked in the field of bullying prevention for a long time. So I always ask questions about that on my show. Do you have a story about bullying where mindfulness would have made a difference? I, I would say yes. And the the important thing is that you need to understand where the other person is coming from. Because mm -hmm. then, yes, I do have, I have helped with bullying. Um, was it my daughter got bullied? But back uh -huh. in the day, you know, I didn't know how to help her back in the day. But I do have a woman and then, you know, the, the people at work like are kind of like bullying her, right? Then mm -hmm. she feels bullied or perhaps even her partner feels, I mean, she feels like her partner is bullying her. So this is a good example, right? Okay, first of all, and then, so, you know, I asked her, you know, she, she talked about it. It's like, oh, I felt like, you know, he was bullying me. And I said, do you feel, do you still feel that you're being bullied right now? And she goes, no, I don't feel like I'm being bullied. I was like, okay, that's good. Because then, okay. So what's going on when there is a, uh, there is a, a bully, there is a bully. So that person wants to hurt somebody else, right? So before, before, I mean, normally the focus of, of, the, uh, of bullying, you would say is the, the person who is getting bullied. So that's the victim, right? Mm -hmm. So there right. are two, there are two people involved. One is the bullier that the one who is like inflicting the harm. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is the one who is receiving the harm, right? And so the way it goes is that the bully is a bully because that person is hurt. So whether it's happening at, at home or somewhere else, that person has hurt feelings that has, have not been processed. And so what is the bully going to do when you have hurt feelings? You're going to inflict it on somebody else, right? That's so, right. so that's what's going on. So you know that the bully is really, really hurt on the inside. And mm -hmm. so that's why they have that kind of attitude. And that's why they want to hurt somebody else. Now, they are going to look for someone 
in like in in the workplace or at home or uh or in school that they can see has a weak personality and who will not fight back that's the target because so then that's why i teach women the women who are my clients or even mm -hmm. in the free group i teach them to to really stand to stand for themselves to really be in be confident about themselves and really stand in their confidence and, and you know really put their feet down their two feet down grounded on the ground if they are not grounded and then the bully or anybody else can feel their energy that you know they they can see that you know they are like too apologetic or they're like walking on eggshells or that kind of thing that's an easy target for a bully. It's yes, someone it who doesn't know how to stand up for themselves. Right. That's what that is the target. So in order to prevent that, then the one who feels weak needs to build up their confidence so that, you know, they're grounded. You know, they know who they are and they know how to deal with people like that. Because more often than not, what happens with the one who gets bullied? They're just there taking it all in. Mm -hmm. They're like, they're, they're not going to fight back because they feel like fighting back is rude or they don't know how. So then they will not stand up for themselves. They'll just be absorbing it. They're, they're shock absorbers and then they're going to take in all the hurt. So then that's not good at all, right? Yeah, and then totally. the bully, then they feel better about themselves, but they're, they're just hurt people. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much for clarifying that. That's really good information. And as we move forward, Anna, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. So just 30 second answers are perfect. The first okay. one is this, who's one person who has been a powerful inspiration to you in the area of mindfulness? David Hawkins. Oh yeah. Wow. I love his books. Me yes. Too. He's amazing. Okay, my second question is about emotions. How have you learned to deal with your emotions differently as a result of mindfulness? I feel them. Ah. Don't run away from them. Feel them. And the more you feel them, then the more that you will be able to let them go. Very good. Very clear and easy to understand. My third question is about breathing. Do you have any thoughts, any exercises you do, any ideas about breathing and how it's related to mindfulness? Oh, yes, definitely. It's like if you are stuck in your head, right? Like you, if you're going into like a like like a panic mode or like, you know, there's like a, you have a really busy mind and then it's making you feel a certain way, either angry or fearful or what mm -hmm. have you or worried or those kind of things it's like if you stop and you focus on your breathing you can't your mind can't think so that's how you could paralyze your mind yeah so that's yeah. a really good way and then so um there is a breathing technique that uh, that i that i use it's from 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 meditation and it's it's really simple it's a matter of you know like like inhaling like really deeply like all the way up through the chakras like take a really really deep breath and then after that at the and then you exhale slowly and then mm -hmm. until you deplete your lungs and then there is this beautiful mantra and it's like you know like remembering that you are one with the golden light mm -hmm. and uh, so the, the golden golden it's golden light and so that's the divine light right and then it's goranga so but you could say it in four syllables so i teach this in my my meditation classes 
And oh, by the way, then, you know, my, my meditation classes are customized. So I will ask the women in the group, hey, what is it that you need? And then it's like, and we need this, this, this. Okay, then that's the meditation that we will do. So then the goranga is in four syllables. Then it's like go ra anga. So then it's like, I will just give a sample right now. So then if you could just get into like a, just a relax and just get into a comfortable space. Mm-hmm. And then just focus on your breathing. And just focus on the inhale and the exhale. And then so breathe in deeply. And exhale slowly. Go. Very good. And then we just keep focusing on the sound because it still echoes even mm-hmm. if you if if you're not saying it anymore. It's not it's just like this Chinese saying. There was like this, was it Chinese or is it Japanese now? There is like a saying, it might I, I think it might be Japanese, that it's like the the temple bells have stopped ringing, but mm-hmm. the sound keeps coming out of the flowers. So okay. it's, with that, you know, with, with that kind of, so then, you know, that we just listen to the sound and now the sound is like, you know, you, you're not saying it anymore, but it's still, it's still vibrating, yes. vibrating everywhere. It's still vibrating in in you, yes. in your body, it's vibrating in your mind, it's vibrating in the, so then you just focus on that vibration. And then, so yeah, that that's the it's a very useful way to calm down like immediately. And my very. daughter uses that too. She's the one who taught that to me. Oh, oh, is she? Oh, very yeah. good. Are there any books, Anne, that you recommend in this field? Uh, I would recommend definitely uh, the uh, the Four Agreements. Oh yeah, that 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 is a wonderful book, and it will explain so much. I mean, I would say yeah, if you, there is only one book that you can read, read that one. I would say yeah. that's super super useful. Um, there is another book that I would recommend, but uh, it's like, um, it's called. Okay, it's it's a specific one, mm-hmm. Bhagavad Gita as it is, original 1972 Macmillan edition. So this book it talks a lot about the mind. So this is like ancient teaching. So Bhagavad Gita was uh, spoken like at the battlefield of Kurukshetra like five thousand years ago, and mm-hmm. it was Lord Krishna who spoke about mindfulness. Like right there on the battlefield, there was gonna be like this battle between two like friends. You know, like like two opposing, but they were like friends and family on both sides. So then it's like Arjuna. He was like a like, like a professional archer. He he did he he didn't want to fight because then he saw that like on the other side they're like family and friends and mentors. And it's like I, I can't I can't fight. And then so and then Lord Krishna went into like it's like the explanation. It's like a super beautiful explanation of mindfulness. And it's like it's not an easy book to read. Uh, the first time that I read it, I, I was like on chapter one for like 30 days. And I, was like, <laughs> I can't get past this. What am I going to do with myself? And I had a friend and she goes, just read the verses first. That's what she said, because this is super elaborate. So it has the original Sanskrit. And then after that, then it has uh, the English you know, translated into English. And then after oh, no, word for word translation. So the words in Sanskrit, they're, they're, they, they're the English equivalent. And then the translation into English. And then there's uh, the verse. And then there is the purport of the verse. So it was written by 
um, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. So he he comes in a long line of spiritual masters, and then you know they they taught like they taught the this this ancient knowledge from disciple. I mean from uh, teacher to uh, teacher to disciple, teacher to disciple. So it's a disciplic succession that uh, that is unbroken, and then it it uh, that knowledge is still there intact. And so it's really useful about the mind because then you'll really see it it was like you know the the mind is so powerful it, it there's like there's all these di different explanations and then you will really understand about it more and i i would say yeah. that that's the most elaborate uh, um about mindfulness that you will ever find um it's not easy to read but it's a it's a beautiful piece and it's like one of the most um, authoritative ones that that are out there because okay um, there are many different um translations of bhagavad gita but then you know it's like this one I would say super authentic and it's like um yeah this that's the one that I would recommend the most. Okay, thanks for that. And are there any apps you recommend? Apps that I recommend for mindfulness? Yes. Well, there's that that uh that uh, app but I don't know that I still have it. What was it called? Um I'm not really an app person. Uh, right, sure. There, there was one that I downloaded before. It was a free one. I can't mm -hmm. remember the name. I don't even know if I still have it in my in my phone. Um, maybe, maybe Calm or Insight Timer. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one because it was free. But yeah. you know what? You know what? What's even more simple in than using an app? So super, super simple. Anybody can do this. You don't even need a phone. Yeah. Just go outside and then listen listen in nature L listen you know uh, or okay there is youtube and then they do have like some nature sounds you know yes. what uh, I, I don't have it in front of me right now but there is like someone that i just subscribed to their channel because then it was like he he actually went out to um to uh so uh, he recorded nature sounds like the river mm -hmm. the ocean and you know, okay, that's it's really beautiful. It's this next best thing. But if you can go outside, please go outside and then you can put your your ear to the earth and listen. Yeah. Listen to the earth and see see what it what it says. I mean, he listen to what the earth says to you. Or yeah, I totally to, agree. Listen to the the wind blowing through the trees. You know, I mean, yeah, that's what I would recommend. And then you will hear the chirping birds or you just listen to water. Water is really uh, healing. There is something about water The there is like the sweet sound of water, like, you know, like the river flowing. There is like this sweet melody that's there on, on the river. I mean, I, I would recommend that. You know, listen, listen to that. That's thank like, you, thank you, and and you have the best energy ever. I just, I just uh -huh. love your upbeat energy. It's just thank so you. much fun to be around you. I thought that the first time I ever met you, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you've got energy that is just your own, just unique. Thank it's you. not like thank anyone you. else. And Hi. and I, as we wrap up the interview, do you have any final words of advice for anybody out there that might be struggling a bit? I would say that um, the answer is always love. That is one of the biggest. That is one of the biggest realizations that I've ever had. It's like whenever you are struggling with something, the answer is love. It's we all have it within us, and um, it may feel it may. We all want love too, but we all we all have the capacity to give love as well. Mm -hmm. So then. Whenever 
there is something that is going on or whenever there is something that you know feels that you're you're down uh whenever you have a question the answer is always love i love that thank you so much for being on the show sharing all your incredible energy your ideas your thoughts your ways to heal relationships and it's been fantastic thank you again and have a fantastic rest of your day thank you bruce it's an honor to be here i am i'm just I'm just so full of happiness right now and so so much gratitude. Thank you for having me. And all the listeners who are listening, thank you for listening. And uh, I I would I look forward to having you uh, contact me or be in touch with me. And uh, um, like, yeah, that's just uh, ha- more love, more love, uh, more love and more love. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> bye, Anne. <laughs> Take thank care. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bruce. Yeah, bye. Bye. Oh. Mindful Tribe, thanks for listening today. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Thanks for your reviews, going to going to Apple Podcasts and leaving positive reviews always helps the podcast. And with that, take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode. <laughs>